Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. Everyone for being here, welcome. Um, it's a special class, the creative, it's over here, the creative center, um, where we explore uh, the, oh, one second, I just gotta start recording there. Where we explore the, the creative side of our practice, um, where we look to the sutras, we look to the dharanas, we look to Babaji and our personal experience, and we start to, you know, sort of work with this creative energy that Rudy was always talking about. That's like such a focal point. And um, a lot of times in this class setting, it does take the form of writing. Um, but, you know, that's just where it starts and where it fits. But we're definitely going to go out of our way to make sure that all aspects of creativity, you know, are, are included. Um, thanks, everybody, for also remembering about the time change and, uh, and hanging in there, hopefully with the more sunlight you know it doesn't feel as late um so with that let's get marcella um spotlighted and sort of talk us through what our focal point is going to look like hello everyone um, all right uh so i wanted to start with a little bit of review from the last class so i'm just going to share hopefully share this slide okay i think it worked um all right so in the first class we talked about this um method of free writing uh, in order to bring our meditation practice into the creative process in a really tangible way so i just want to read this quote that we talked about in the last class uh, from Babaji, inside you is a state of being that is totally pure and clear and at peace. While your attention is caught up in the movie of the world, that state exists within you. The heart meditation will help you experience this state. It is from that state that all creativity flows. So that was kind of the focal point of our last class about centering in the heart and creating from that place and really uh, tuning into that flow of Shakti. And I've been rereading a lot of um, Rudy's book, uh, Spiritual Cannibalism. I find it really helpful and inspiring even to have a guideline or an intention going into that and an analogy for this practice of free writing with more intention is doing the heart meditation where we go in and we find the heart we find that space of the heart and we really put our focus there and that's our intention our focus but as we continue that meditation we realize how vast and expansive the heart really is because we're not actually focusing on this small uh, spot or rather the small spot is way larger than we thought it was. Uh, and so I like to 
think of this writing with intention as similar to that. We might start with this one thought or idea, but as we allow the creative flow, the Shakti to guide us, we can realize how vast that that one one small idea really is and where it can lead us. And it usually can lead us to way bigger and way different places than we thought initially. And I just want to add too that this process of creative writing is perhaps a lot different than writing an essay or an email, or at least the ordinary process of doing those things. Um, because we're really focusing on being connected inside and then surrendering the definitions that we have around what we're writing or what we're creating in general. And those two things, for me personally, I've experienced that creating from, the, from that place and doing those two things allows a constant renewing of energy and like a, a sustainability in my creativity. And Rudy talks about also in spiritual cannibalism about uh, create, be creatives uh, burning themselves out uh, because they, you know, are just like, go, go, go. And then they, you know, lose all their energy and then go again. And so he talks about how important it is to be grounded in the heart and constantly be practicing in this uh, process of, of creating. And with that, I will send it over to Sacha. Excellent. Thanks, Marcella. Yeah, I think we've all, let me just go ahead and highlight us both for a second. Yeah, I think, um, is everybody here sort of familiar with that, Rudy, how Rudy does talk about uh, creativity and how it, how it has to be like a sustainable approach and how it's all too easy for for people to like get burned out if they don't know where the source of their creativity is. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. And, you know, and um, one of the things that you were just describing that, that dance of Shakti was uh, when we were working with this over the last month or so was this sort of where Marcella and I both really connected on this topic, the idea that um, the creative process is is this dance that is constantly oscillating between sort of two polar extremes. One is this individual intention that Marcel is talking about, a prompt, an intention, a certain, what am I trying to get at here? Um, but then what it's describing is something so much bigger. And so I liked what you were saying, Marcella, how it's like, um, this is a little bit different process necessarily than, than uh, how we might have been taught to approach essays in school, where it's like, no, this is where it has to end up. It must conclude in this point, right? Like it has to look like this. And she was saying that this process, we don't know where it's going to end up. Um, and that that's actually a big part of it. And we have to really embrace that. And um, that's uh, really a, a part of the work that we're here to figure out. So one is to get centered, like we talked about in the first class. And then two is to allow that to recenter, you know, as our work unfolds. So thanks, Marcella, for, for sort of setting that up. I'm just going to take off 
from there and add a little bit to it. And then we're going to actually start uh, doing a little bit of writing here in a moment. So um, this concept, this oscillation between an intention and then this bigger experience we're seeking to describe with, um, with whatever art form we're using, um, for me, is, is really described uh, very precisely in the introduction to the Vigyana Bhairava. Uh, so we're going to look at a quote here in a moment that is from the preface. It's from Shiva and Shakti um, talking uh, about how to become enlightened. And as we know, the first question of the Vigyana Bhairava is Shakti saying, uh, what is the essential path we must tread? Um, and then Shiva goes on to say, uh, it's not all of these um, different individual practices that we might have learned. And he names a bunch of them. He says, in fact, all those individual practices are, what's the word? You guys remember? Bob knows it. <laughs> bogus. They're bogus. Individual, these individual um, strides, he says, are, are bogus because they um, sacrifice the greater experience for the sake of a technique. He goes on, to, or yeah, he, uh, Shiva goes on to explain um, or, or conclude rather that really our work is to, is to do this dance, to have a technique, but to not let it limit us. But what is the Vigyana Bhairava? 112 guided techniques, right? What do we practice when we sit on our cushion? You know, hamsa, the heart, a mantra. You have a murti you're working with. You have techniques. So it's this, this dance, right? And, and uh, Marcella, you know, introduced this uh, idea of intention as a way of saying we can work with this purposefully in our preferred art form, in our free time, in a creative way. That actually helps you learn how to dance better and you will take that into your meditation but you will also make your art form a meditation so let's look at this first quote from the vigyana bhairava um and i do need a reader so just uh go ahead and unmute dharma because i haven't seen you in a while it's great to see you here i'm going to pull this up for the people in the room this can you hear me yeah here, actually let me let me need to is that better oh you were good the whole time okay still good thanks this is the journey we have to do the journey we have to do in the field of shakti not in the field of shiva where there is no journey. For instance, fire has many different manifestations, lightning, giving light, burning, heating, but these energies, aka manifestations of fire, are undifferentiated with fire. The important thing to remember is that these different manifestations are used just to enter in that state of fire, to put a kettle on it. So the path is Shakti. The path is not Shiva. Shiva is understood by Shakti. Thank you, Dharma. 
I will say that that quote is a bit of a medley. <laughs> you can see all the different numbers in it because they're I'm pulling from a little bit from then I skip a little bit and then pull from a little bit. But I it really did read all in in one section. I hope it felt truthful to everybody. But I'm really trying to point to this teaching that permeated the preface and that became really poignant here where Shiva says something interesting, like the path is not Shiva, or, or at least Lakshman Jew's translation. And what he's saying is like, that's, it's almost like, you know, the canvas and the painting analogy that we always have for Shiva and Shakti. Shiva's the canvas, Shakti's the paint on the canvas. Shakti's the movement, Shakti's the manifestation. Um, it's like, that's where you're gonna actually find that creative state, that creative spirit is in the the movement of the paint, not by just staring at a blank canvas. Like there is no path in the realm of Shiva, according to how this, the sutra is being taught to us here. The path we're actually treading, the path we're walking to find this true nature will be in a man in the world of manifestation like we're gonna find it through this nityananda lived on earth 50 years ago like it it's not like we're reading about this story where maybe or maybe he didn't live i don't it's like no he was there babaji's living right now doing it like they're finding shiva within the realm of shakti like this is a uh essential aspect you know of course it was like rudy's essential teaching um to find to use your life as fuel for growth and so the creative process puts that right in your lap basically says start with an intention start talking about something start painting something start dancing to something start doing something but then what but then connect use that process to connect to the source and then keep moving in the world and keep reconnecting and that's the dance and i mean isn't it amazing that our tradition calls both reality and the process of meditation a dance i mean how lucky are we that it's like we have this really just dynamic and you know colorful tradition that they use that terminology so um we are lucky that marcella actually asked about this process last monday everybody heard babaji talking about this in satsang it's about a three minute answer and i i took the little transcript uh, or i took the little section of it from monday night and i have it prepared here to listen to um the idea uh, one of the concepts that he talks about, you know, at the end is going to see the Mona Lisa in, at the Louvre. I think he called it the Madonna, but he, you know, the Mona Lisa, I've heard the story before, just like a little slip of the tongue. Um, and so he goes to see the Mona Lisa and he talks about how when he saw it, he could feel the energy that came through in the creation of that painting. You know, and how we're so concerned with this line or this color or this thing, and we're missing the energy, the dance, even in viewing art, much less creating it. Um, and so uh, we will hear him say this in a moment, but won't it be fun to hear Dr. Johnny read this for us right now?
I went to see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre. It was jammed with a lot of people, everybody trying to jam past everybody. And I just took a breath. Everything in my mind got quiet and around me. And I could feel the incredible flow that created this wonderful piece of art. But we don't tend to look at art that way. We analyze it too much saying, well, that's imperfect. And that line or color is not right. We're missing what it's all about. The creative spirit always comes from beyond, just like on Monday nights. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> wow. Well done. So let's hear it from Babaji. Um, I've got uh, the audio of it and a picture for you to focus on. Um, and I will, as the audio starts playing, I'll look around for thumbs ups to indicate that it is a it is going well or a hand on the ear that it's not loud enough, et cetera. Here we go, one second. Okay. Hello, Baba. Can you talk spiritual practice in relation to creativity? Creative pursuits, pursuits. Well, I think you can't be very creative if your mind is unfocused, if it's cluttered with, you know, mixed emotions, if it's obsessed about something or someone. The best place to come from, when you really have a truly creative experience and a creative moment, it comes from somewhere else than just your thoughts. You know, I'm going to be creative. There's something beyond the mind, beyond the normal state that you function in. That creative creativity springs from. I know a lot of musicians who can go there at first very unconsciously, but they get swept in just to the vibration of the music. And then when they start to think it's them, it gets worse. <laughs> this creativity that everyone experiences in different fields, in art and music, you know, there's a connection there that maybe you're not really aware of. And if you down the mind a little bit, allow stuff to come through, you'll see solutions. You'll see things that you might have missed if you were trying to think about it. You know, the arts, the science, music, all these things. You know, where do these ideas come from? Is it thinking real hard? Usually it's a revelation. Edison used to kind of go into a sleepy state and he would get an idea and go, ah, ah. It's not from the mind that you normally function in. And that's why music and great art like our very own artist 
creates, it moves something in us. It touches a place in us. When you see a really great <clears throat> work of art, it transports you a little bit, but not if you think about it too much. When I was at the Louvre in France and I went to the Madonna, I mean, it was jammed with Chinese and, and everybody was elbowing everybody. And, and there was a little painting at the front of the room. And I just took a breath and everything got quiet in, in my mind around me. And I could feel the incredible flow that created this wonderful piece of art. But we don't look at art that way. We Sometimes we analyze it too much. Well, that's imperfect. And that line is not right. And this color, you're missing with what it's all about. And creativity, the creative spirit always comes from beyond. Just like on Monday nights. <laughs> So let's take the next few moments to, to let our attention sink towards the heart, but to softly open the eyes and to allow your gaze to be open, softly focused, and to feel these two points of focus. There's this internal world of the heart. There's this external world in which we create, in which Shakti creates ceaselessly. And just feel both coexisting. You know, you hear me talking, you see the space around you. You can even see the peripheral vision. You know, you can see without looking around the room. You can feel the balance or imbalance of the body anywhere. And feel this co-creation happening with dance. And so we want to take this opportunity, we're centered, we're focused, to create um, in the form of writing is how we'll be cueing it, but feel free to dive off. And if you want to draw, draw, if you have something else you're working on, you want to drum, drum, you know, do your thing. But writing is, is simple. It's going to be right in front of us. That's what we'll be talking about. But there's, please participate at your own you know, medium. And we're going to do a free write with a really simple focal point. So from wherever you're at, take a moment to make sure you're going to be able to write from your seat. You need to get up and grab something, get up and grab something. Mm.
And the goal as you write is to feel these two, this oscillation uh, or possible coexistence of these two points of awareness. You've got a point of awareness in the heart, which relates to your breath, which relates to your presence of awareness. And you've got a point of creation and a point of focus here at the tip of your pen. And the idea is to try to feel both. And your intention will naturally oscillate between the two. Find the heart, express through the pen, refine the heart, re-express through the pen. And just try to play with that experience as a focal point. You know, um, you could write potentially about uh, your experience with the creative process. Your experience with the creative, is it a struggle? Is it something you want more of? Is it something you've always sought? You don't, maybe something you don't even relate to, or is it? So that could be a focal point for you, but if you have another focal point, use it. So we're going to write for about eight to 10 minutes, and that is a long time. So you're going to constantly be given the opportunity to come back. I'm going to fade out. I'll, a little, um, I'll come in and sort of tell you where we're at in the, in the mile markers, you know, when we're at halfway and then a couple minutes to go. So you can go ahead and begin your creative process.
we're about a third of the way through. It can be a good time to reconnect with your, your breath and your posture. It doesn't mean you have to stop. Remember, it's the experience you're having internally that is actually what we're creating. That's what Babaji saw in the Mona Lisa, the energy. Just about two minutes left.
Just finishing the thought that you're on. And let's take a moment to reread our creation and see if there's any parts of it that you um, can feel like Babaji did with the Mona Lisa to some degree, can feel um, uh, some Shakti, some energy that, that felt like it was coming through. Feel free to underline that part if you see something like that or feel something like that. All right, and now the last phase of the creative process is actually giving it to the world on some level. Um, and to do that, um, share a word or phrase from your uh, writing, or you can just share something totally fresh that you're reflecting on it now that you've written. Um, we don't know what it's gonna be about, but I just think that this part is part of the process, like the actual yielding of it, letting it go, letting it be itself for a moment. I'll write down what people are saying here.
right. This is going to be fun. Marcella, do you want to go back and forth with me reading some of these out loud? I'll start it here. Mm -hmm. Oh, then you're going to read your own. Uh, oh, that's be fine. Poetry soup. Nice. I go home to the heart and my energy is boundless. <clears throat> I had come into the same astral place. A vast blanket of blankness, nothing except the sound and feelings around me. Swirling, swirling, swirls. Cultivating quiet, moving with soft steps and searching fingertips. Hmm. Calling yourself an artist is like predicting a field goal kick will be good. It's bound to jinx ya. Attachment, transcendence, gratitude. Give myself fully over to the music, get out of the way as much as possible and serve as a vehicle for the Shakti to flow through. That is my goal. The creative life force of God consciousness, trying to wake up at every moment and reach for enlightenment. Fear seems to be attachment. The purpose of life is to make the world more beautiful. What greater expression could I ask for? I caught a sight of a tail sneaking off in the distance. Hanuman had answered my prayer in his most humble way. Seemed like a really good concluding sentence. Well, what a fun batch of expressions and creations. Um, it took a while to get there. It was quite a practice. We're actually almost at the end of class. Um, I said to Marcella, our goal today is discussion. We're going to make it. And uh, not quite yet, but I got a feeling we're, we're setting the stage for that in the future. Um, but before we finish with, about, it looks like it'll be like, you know, eight to 10 minutes of meditation. What anyone have any questions or comments about this process or the process that has occurred for you since the last class if you've been doing a little bit more writing um, or creating in your own way uh, we have a comment here colin so just grab that mic and unfortunately colin won't be on the screen for this because um had some technical difficulties but you'll hear him can y'all hear me okay um i just wanted to 
kind of bring back something. I don't remember if this was in a prior philosophy class or in the uh, yoga teacher training with y'all, but it was the circle that was like creation, maintenance, and then disillusion. Um, and just um, kind of thinking of, I feel like myself, and I don't know if this is me projecting or other people also think this, that creation is kind of, it just like comes from out of thin, like just out of air, just like manifest out of nowhere, instead of thinking about it as like coming from this kind of circle of maintenance to solution and then back into creation. Um, and so I just wanted to hear your thoughts, I guess. Yeah, I think that's really in line. And Marcel, feel, feel free to just chime in. Oh. Can y'all hear me? No? Oh, you can. I think that's uh, such a great question, almost like it could have even been a part of the presentation tonight, because the idea of it's it's uh, this oscillation, um, this creation isn't just um, you do it once and then it's done, because that kind of thing actually is very intimidating. But the idea that you're going to go through a process, it's going to circle back and dissolve, and you're going to recreate and circle back and dissolve, that's actually much closer to this dance that is descriptive of both the creative process, but also reality, um, where you're not, as Colin put it, you're not necessarily creating out of thin air. You're really creating out of the context of your life, and that's okay. Like, it's almost like we, we feel like our life our perspective is too limited to describe the experience we see. Um, but when we give ourselves to the process, or like what Colico is writing, you know, when we give ourselves to the process, the and as the Mona Lisa experience with Babaji, the energy is what comes through. Um, and that it this iterative process is sort of just what it takes. Um, and so I feel like your question almost could spark a lot of directions to go with you know um but that's just just the initial almost like um top of the of the glacier of the idea of like the creative process being cyclical um and being really a part of uh manifestation and that it comes and that our participation in it is cyclical, that what we're creating from is the context of our life, and that that's really what we're supposed to work with, almost like Ababaji says, see what's possible, meaning like work within the context of, of your life, and you'll find this way through, which is actually how he talked about the creative process in his answer. He said, you'll find solutions that you didn't even see were there if you're willing to work in this cyclical way, not just like all or nothing way. Oh, it's creative creativity is coming out of nowhere and then it's done, it's perfect. It's like, that just doesn't work very well. I don't know. But it also doesn't seem to reflect like the, our bigger philosophy. So yeah, great insight, you know, into bringing that aspect into this discussion. Bob? I don't hear you yet. Looks like it's just an unmute issue though. Let's try that. How about that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, Colin, you made me think of 
standing by the ocean, suddenly a, a, a dolphin jumps out of the water. It's there to be enjoyed and then it's gone. It can't hang out there in the middle of the air. It's got to go back and disappear. Oh, when you, when you talked about your question of creativity coming into a being, existing and then disappearing, I thought <laughs> Colin will appreciate that. Great image. It's like it's a per it really would be this circular image of a dolphin, like you seeing it, it being in the air, and then it dissolving back into the ocean of Shakti. Wow. I'd say this is a sign that the class went well. Like you're that everybody's contributions are so like on fire. That's pretty cool. Any last comments before you meditate for like five minutes? You know, we did write for a long time. That was a very reflective space. So it's not like we didn't meditate at all. Uh, sure. Um, and I share what I wrote, not just one word, but like the thing, or is that, is that not okay? I, I, it's, I mean, I love it. It just, it probably means we won't meditate, but uh, I well, definitely, I want to, I want to read it. Would you, would you post it? Could you, could you post it in the comments when we post this class on the song of friends? So that I'll do that. I'll do that. Maybe then it'll stay. Oh, Oh, or Abaya says uh, there are other places to post it that could possibly even generate. I'll I'll post it wherever. It, I'll post it. I want to let's do it on Facebook just because it'll be everybody in this class can see it. Yeah, okay, that'll be fun. Okay, thank you. I look forward to that. And that goes for everybody. That that'd be really cool. Yeah, uh, raise your hand if you're looking forward to hearing the lead up to that ending that Dharma gave us. I am. It's going to be the new kid's story of the year. All right. So everyone looks pretty settled into their seat. Just got about five minutes together. And so we, we come to the, to really this creative process is almost this um, macro experience of a micro experience that's occurring in our meditation. Because we're not necessarily sitting here trying to create um, a story or a composition. Yet we are doing the same practice. So it's pretty natural, especially from the sensitive space that we're in, to be able to feel the breath flow very um, gently flowing and to be able to flow with it. As Omkari said, uh, with the soft steps, moving with soft steps and trying to feel and search for this experience. 
can you possibly repeat a mantra with your breath, such as hamsa, or if you're using another mantra, you can feel that creative participation, that dynamism, where you're saying hum silently as you inhale and saw silently as you exhale. It's almost like you're coloring within the lines of this experience. You're participating in your own being. You can feel in that balance of participating, of bringing a mantra to the breath and of feeling the breath, you can feel that same creative coexistence that we were working with earlier. If you're feeling the creative spirit right now and you want to keep sitting, uh, I'm just going to quietly conclude class. Um, otherwise, namaste and thank you everyone for your participation. Uh, deeply grateful and thank you Babaji for sort of giving us the spark of inspiration that is our practice. Namaste everyone, see you next week. 